Welcome to the Branded by Dree podcast. I am your host, Dree. I go singly by Dree or Dree the Powerhouse. My actual full name is Adrian, and I want to say welcome. So I know we have had three episodes of weekly business prayer, yet what I want to get into right now is I want to tell you all about me. How did I get here? How did Dree the Powerhouse come about? How did Dree come about? How did your passion or my passion for uh, kingdom, kingdom Marketplace come about? So, firstly, once again, my name is Adrian. If you write down Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, and you look at it, you will see tree right after A-D-R-I. So, Dree came from my actual full name. And when you abbreviate Dree, it's driven, resilient, and innovative. Okay? I've always been this extremely creative individual. You know, we hear the saying, uh, whatever our parents do when they're pregnant with us, we often kind of take on those traits. Well, I found out that my mother was an art major when she was pregnant with me. And my dad has always been into construction and building things. How ironic, right? So you got an art major and you got a constructor. And here I am. I'm a graphic designer. I... I make things, I make luxury candles, I formulate luxury body care, science, creativity, building, structure, and all those things. I can't say that that particular statistic is true, that we as children, we can't carry our parents' traits from womb from the womb, but I know from a kingdom perspective, God develops us from the womb. So... The Lord knew me before my parents knew me, and he knew what he wanted me to do in the earth realm before I even knew what I wanted to do in the earth realm. So that's a little bit of the logistics on uh, my mom carrying me. Now, before I got into international uh, certified life coaching, before I got into graphic design and things of those natures, I started off in the field of cosmetology straight from high school I went straight into cosmetology school I wanted to be a hairstylist and I still work in the cosmetology um, arena even now it's not as much when I was younger I'm 42 now by the way it's not as much when I was younger but um, I'm still doing it because I have clients that just love me that much and they just like, ah, oh, we can't let you go. Da, da, da. That's so appreciative. However, back to what I was saying. I started, I, I graduated high school in 1998 and I went straight to cosmetology, cosmetology school full time. And I finished that program in a year. And then as, you know, time went on, Excuse me. At time when I went into um, booth renting, commission um, 
commission commission uh uh building uh booth running and stuff like that and that was a long long time ago and social media wasn't present at that time you really had to have business cards and speak up and go and walk out and market yourself um so eventually uh i found a salon then i worked at for uh, a couple of years until she decided to go into her home and then i had a taste for uh ownership now mind you when you're a booth renting uh stylist or even a barber you're tapping into an area of entrepreneurship even at that point because you're working for yourself. You're paying somebody to use that chair, but you're still working for yourself. But there's limitations there, okay? Um, most booth renting stylists and barbers don't know the full logistics of ownership. So I wanted to find out what that was. So... I owned my first salon in about 2000, 2008, excuse me, I'm yawning so much, I apologize. I owned my first salon in 2008, that was my first time going into ownership. And once you own something, your whole mentality shifts and changes so now i'm tapping into a deeper level of level of entrepreneurship i even had two barbers that worked with me in my first salon and everything so now you're learning the business side of ownership and the licensing and um the things you have to do with the city or the town that your business is established in and things of that nature and i I discovered that at a young age. So, owning my first salon at 28, in 2008, I was actually 27 going into into my age of 28 years old. On top of that, I was also um, behind the scenes doing professional makeup makeup artist work for like uh, production sets and production companies. I have not done any like big box projects as of yet. And I say as of yet, because I don't know what God has in store for me, even now at 42. Cosmetology and the field of creativity and makeup artistry and things of that nature and hair, the Lord won't fully let me walk away from. And I have to keep myself available and actually look at that and just stay in position to see what he's gonna do in whatever near future that's ahead of me so business has always been in me and as the years went on the years went on I I had owned a total of three salons and I I did not keep them because turns out I had slumlords now, I, I went into business blinded, in a sense, just off of what I knew and what was in me. So, vetting landlords was something I didn't have. So, this what made me learn that business is trial and error. And I even teach that to my clients now, that business is trial and error. You can pick up a book any day 
of somebody else's journey and get inspired. But however, you cannot take that person's journey verbatim and take everything that they have written in a book or a workbook and simply apply it to the vision and assignment that you've been given. You can take inspiration, you can take nuggets, you can take jewels and apply them to what you're getting to do, but you can't take the full spectrum because their outcome was totally different what your outcome is going to be. And I want you all to take that nugget as well and what I'm explaining to you now about myself. So business is trial and error. You want to create very little error while you're going through the trial. You don't want to uh, create uh, more deep periods of error and skip any of the moments of trial because it's just like baking a cake. You can't, you know, omit the egg and think the cake is going to rise right or it's going to be as dense as it needs to be. So you have to go through the trial. You cannot create uh, a ton of error. Just whatever error that happens, accept it and go through the trial. Okay? So that's the brief gist on how I tapped into business. Now, standing behind a chair, hearing clients talk and this, that, and the other, it made me pay attention to the needs and I wanted to study deep uh, business a little bit more deeper. And I learned about business models versus business plans. And I came up with this this uh, this viewpoint. A business model predicts. I'm sorry. A business plan predicts. A business model moves. And this is true. When you think about Amazon, when you think about Google, and these are the two companies that actually we studied when I uh, was in my master degree studies, because I have a master's in master's in science and innovation and entrepreneurship, and we studied about business models. You cannot predict what your business is going to do over a five to fifteen year period. You can't do that. You can't do. It's just you can't do that. Yes, banks look for business plans, and I really think banks need to actually re-innovate themselves as well, because when you're working in business and you're working with consumers, you are actually meeting the need of solving problems. So their problems and their needs change every time something goes on in their life that causes them to go through a paradigm shift. So the needs that your business plan, if you had one, uh, was tackling three years into it, has changed because the customer has changed, right? And when we have pandemics and, you know, things that go on in the earth realm, it causes business to change. So I learned about business models. And how a business model can change, it can shift, and it's basically based on data from your target audience and your current customers and your potential customers. So learning that business always moves and it's unpredictable. You can't predict unpredictable, okay? This is something that I learned. And I got to a point was like, you know what? 
I've learned all this stuff on my own. People begin to approach me like, how did you brand yourself? How did you do this? How did you do that? And I was like, wait a minute. This is my knowledge now. I need to do something to help others, but still I can live, you know, and I became a vision coach. Um, so what I do in everything that I do, I incorporate the the wisdom and the knowledge, um, both in the natural and in kingdom perspective into marketplace assignments. So what you're really going to get on the Brandon Badry podcast is you're going to get nuggets and jewels that um, I often share with my clients, but I'm making available to those at like no charge just for you to go and dig deeper into what it is that you're, you know, embarking on. If it's something to embark on and to just truly have some uh, foundational jewels so you can kind of skip some steps that I actually had to go through without help, you know. So I wanted to keep it brief. I'm going to probably come back and give another episode on how did I get here. But I hope those that come to listen enjoy this 13 plus minute uh, episode on me explaining how I got here and a little bit of who I am. So again, welcome to the, uh, oh, I'm about to give my other podcast. Actually, I have four other podcasts, folks. Uh, so I was getting ready to give you guys my Purpose Life podcast and that podcast is um, more about like purpose and ministry and kingdom and things of that nature. And then, yeah, I'll come back and talk about that, but I don't want to bore you. So enjoy what I've told you thus far and stay tuned for what's more to come. Again, this is Dre, Dre the Powerhouse for the Branded by Dre podcast. And you have a lovely, lovely, lovely day.